Today in Security from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. Today in Security from Wired. Russia's FireEye hack is a statement, but not a catastrophe. The fallout from the attack may not be as dire as it first sounds. By Lily Hay Newman. FireEye has built its reputation on defending high-stakes clients from hackers. On December 8th, the cybersecurity firm acknowledged that it had itself been the victim of a breach and that the attackers made off with some of its offensive tools. It's a startling admission, but almost certainly not as devastating as it may first sound. Like many cybersecurity companies, FireEye uses its red team tools to mimic those used in real attacks and look for vulnerabilities in its customers' digital systems the way real adversaries would. The firm is able to update and refine its methods because it encounters and studies real nation-state and criminal hacking tools while assisting customers with incident response. But that's still a far cry from investing to develop a novel offensive arsenal, and not nearly as scary as the tools at the disposal of, say, the National Security Agency. FireEye CEO Kevin Mandia said in a blog post that the company has been dealing with the fallout of, quote, an attack by a nation with top-tier offensive capabilities and has engaged the help of the Federal Bureau of Investigation along with industry peers like Microsoft. The Washington Post reported that hackers from a group known as APT-29, or Cozy Bear, attributed to Russia's SVR Foreign Intelligence Service, carried out the breach. FireEye has both global prominence and a history of engaging with Russian actors. The company was the first, for instance, to tie the hacker group known as Sandworm, responsible for blackouts in Ukraine in 2015 and 2016, as well as the hyper-destructive worm NotPetya the following year, to Unit 74455 of Russia's GRU Military Intelligence Agency. FireEye also provided the first public evidence that the same GRU unit was responsible for the attempted sabotage of the 2018 Winter Olympics. All of those attacks were later named in a U.S. indictment of six sandworm hackers unsealed in October. The apparently retaliatory hack sends a clear statement that, while Russia may have been relatively quiet during the U.S. presidential election, the Kremlin's digital prowess remains formidable. 
At the same time, the fallout from the hack doesn't compare to the release of tools like the NSA's Eternal Blue tool, which a mysterious group called the Shadow Brokers leaked in 2017, or the breach of exploit broker hacking team in 2015. The most important data that a company like FireEye has is data about its customers. The second most important data they have are the sources and methods they use to protect their customers, like threat intelligence data, says Richard Baitlich, former chief security officer of Mandiant, the incident response division of FireEye, and principal security strategist at the network analysis firm Corelight. Farther down the line are the red team tools, where they're emulating adversaries, he said. FireEye said that none of the stolen red team tools utilize so-called zero-day exploits, mechanisms that weaponize secret, unpatched software vulnerabilities, which makes them especially dangerous. Nonetheless, Russia could use the tools itself, share them with others, or leak them publicly. The company said it doesn't yet fully understand the hackers' plans or motives, though they primarily focused their attack on information related to some of FireEye's government clients. Mandia emphasized repeatedly that FireEye is offering more than 300 countermeasures meant to make it more difficult for Russia to use the stolen hacking tools effectively. The company has incorporated these digital antidotes, essentially detection mechanisms and blocking tools, into its own security products, has shared them with other firms, and has released them publicly. Making these defenses widely available would make a big difference if Russia were to dump the trove of tools publicly, says Dave Itell, a former NSA hacker. Very few teams have detections ready to go if their stuff leaks, so that part of it is at least very impressive, Itel says. The stolen tools likely won't give Russia much it doesn't already have for its own hacking campaigns, says Jake Williams, a former NSA hacker and founder of the security firm Rendition Infosec. But Williams points out that Russia may feel emboldened to leak the stolen goods publicly, given U.S. Cyber Command's more aggressive approach recently to naming and shaming actors and their hacking tools. At the end of October, for example, Cyber Command publicly released details about a malware dropper it attributed to Russia's APT-28, likely for use in attacks on ministries of foreign affairs and other government bodies. Still, in practice, the threat from the tools is important, but likely not ruinous. The only reason you should care about this as it stands now is if Russia was part of your threat model already, if they were going to attack you anyway. Then you need to have the detections for these tools ready just in case, rendition Infosec's Williams says. But if Russia releases the tools publicly, now it's in everyone's threat model. So that's the game changer. Williams agrees, though, that FireEye's head start on distributing defense tools makes it more likely that, if Russia dumps the tools at all, it would be as a sort of victory lap and statement to the U.S. government, rather than as a specific effort to wreak havoc. I'm pretty upset about this, says Corlite's Baitlich, but it's not at the level of having a whole bunch of zero days we're going to have to deal with. Additional reporting by Andy Greenberg. Like what you learned? Subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts and get more security news at Wired.com security. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. 
I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.